welcome. My name is Glenn Lundy. Super excited to be launching our new Breakfast with Champions podcast. Can you believe it? That's right. The Breakfast with Champions podcast has finally arrived. This is your opportunity to get motivation, education, and inspiration every single day. And ultimately, your opportunity to get a seat at the table, to be a fly on the wall, to listen in to some conversations between some of the most amazing superhumans from around the planet. We're talking about people that are doing the things you know you can do, that have reached some of those levels you know you can reach. We've got celebrity interviews with people like Tiffany Haddish and Grant Cardone, Lauren Rittiger. We've got specialists in areas like capital ventures, right? Or wealth building, wealth management, real estate, all kinds of incredible conversations. And what's amazing about the Breakfast with Champions podcast is you're going to be able to tune in, listen in. They won't even know you're there, right? It's just like you're, you're, you're listening in on all these incredible secrets of some of the most successful humans from all around the world. You know, when we launched Breakfast with Champions, we had no idea of the power that it was gonna have. We had no idea of the collaborations it would create. We had no idea that we'd be able to connect humans from England and Australia and Saigon and America, of course, all together in one room having powerful conversations that elevate everyone in the experience. Listen, if you like these episodes of Breakfast with Champions, do me a huge favor and let us know. We would greatly appreciate it. We pour into this. You're going to get five to six hours of content every single day, Monday through Friday, five days a week. You can keep coming back. So make sure you subscribe to the podcast. We'd appreciate it. Drop your comments, share your thoughts and your reviews. It would mean the world to us if you would do that. And in exchange, we promise you that we will always create a space, a safe space where you can come. You're not going to get politics here. It's not going to happen. You'll never see any type of division in here. It's actually exactly the opposite. We have a bunch of different people with different belief systems, different upbringing, different backgrounds. We've got people from all different ethnicities all coming together. But the one thing that we share is everyone in this room shares the same heart. And it is a heart to elevate you, to encourage you, to inspire you, and to help you become the absolute best version of yourself that you can possibly be. So if you would, do us a favor, write those reviews, subscribe to the podcast, tell your friends. We're going to be here, and we hope that you will be too. Enjoy Breakfast with Champions. You'll see there in the notes that you can skip forward. You can move back. If you need to pause it for a minute, you'll now have that opportunity to do so. We do record these daily on Clubhouse. We have a Breakfast with Champions Club there, or you can follow me, Glenn Lundy. If you'd like to see those rooms, if that's an app that you enjoy, you can always come in and tune in live, or of course, just sit back and enjoy right here on the podcast and anywhere your podcast can be found. It is such an honor and a privilege to be able to spend this time with you. I know that there are a trillion places you could have chose to be. You chose to be right here with us on Breakfast with Champions, and that means the world to me, and I absolutely stinking love you for it. So with that said, we are excited to launch the new Breakfast with Champions podcast. Thanks so much. This is Nate Forrest. I'm going to pass over to Jude Jernan, my co-host for the hour. We have a special guest with us. Jude, good morning. Good morning. Good morning. How are you, Nate? Hey, Brett, fans, so great to hear you again. 
And uh, congratulations on your podcast. That's fabulous. And Nate, we are going to rock and roll with someone you know, and I've just had the opportunity to meet here on Clubhouse. So, but before we get to our guest today, Tom Chenault, is Tom in the room? I want to make sure he's been brought up. There he is. And Tom is modded. on stage. Okay, great. Hey, Nate, listen, we haven't had a minute to catch up yet in the week. So how have you been? I am too blessed to be stressed. Always excited to be here in the Breakfast with <laughs> Champions room and hanging out with you, Jude. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Yeah, well, listen, things are, are, are happening out here in L.A. You know, we're, we're gradually opening up out here again, taking it very cautiously. But uh, it's it's everybody's pretty excited about the new year and a lot of activity going on here on Clubhouse and in the Breakfast with Champions. You know, I was on a, a podcast the other night and I heard Tom Chenault and I thought, gosh, we've got to interview him. And then I found out that you also know Tom and you know his son, Adrian, right? Tom and Adrian are legends. Uh, I don't know how I got to become friends with them, but uh, you know what, just connecting with them and hanging out in the same rooms and spaces and telephone calls. And uh, you know what, uh, it's been a, it's been fun getting to know them and uh, looking forward to this conversation. But you know, this is, uh, it's interesting because I had not met Tom, I even had been in any rooms with him until just, just last week. And I thought, hey, he'd be great to come on uh, with live with uh, Jude and Nate. And I called him up. We had a great rapport. It'd be hard not to have a rapport with Tom. I can tell you that, everybody. And you'll know if you haven't met him, heard him yet on Clubhouse, you will. He has a radio show where he interviews a lot of uh, legends and a lot of leaders. And he'll talk to you about that. But it's really interesting. I never had anyone with a tagline that says that he is uh, the the great, I want to get this correct, and he'll correct me on it, the great rememberer. <laughs> remember her <laughs> I, I didn't know if even that was a word but I guess it is because that's what Tom's tag is here and because he is really you know, he has an app to help you be able to stay in touch with people we meet but we all have that challenge we meet so many people and especially today with as fast as our world is moving we meet people we go to an event when live events are happening uh, we'll collect a bunch of business cards back in that time, a period in life when we could be out and the people carried cards. And now even on Clubhouse, you'll meet people and say, gosh, I, who was that person I heard on? I want to stay in touch with them. And then you go to the next thing, the next thing, the next thing. And then pretty soon you've forgotten. And and so this is part of what his, his business is. He's got a fascinating story. And without uh, going into his whole story, we want him to talk about it. But I want to say this, that, that he's got a great... A, great way a great system for you to stay in touch with people and as you all know business relationships personal relationships everything opportunities everything is built on the people we know the people we stay in touch with and it's very hard to have relationships without staying in contact without connecting frequently so let's talk to tom tom chanel welcome to live with jude and nate and uh, i'm so glad you're with us today and I want to talk to you first about you were in a whole different business before you launched into where you are right now, the things that I've just talked about. So can we talk about that? That Because you've had many successes in your life. So let's talk about your, your area in, in finance, if we could, Tom, and welcome. Well, actually, my I guess my resume is longer than my rap sheet. So yeah, <laughs> I've, done, I've done a tremendous amount of things. Uh, from the restaurant business to becoming a corporate airplane salesman with, you know, and, and from there to becoming a stockbroker. And then I owned a financial public relations firm and I was been massively successful in every one of those things. 
which is pretty crazy considering I'm not that smart a guy, not that much going for me. And the only common denominator is that word that's not a word called the rememberer. I am unbelievably good at, at, at number one, interviewing you, number two, documenting you, and number three, remembering you, and number four, reminding you that I remember you. So once you get into my life, you have a hell of a time getting out. So that's my only claim to fame, Jude and Nate. And I just want to thank you guys for getting a guy like me on a stage like this, because it's completely and totally unlikely, and I'm honored. So thank you. Hey, listen, we, we, we were looking so forward to this, and um, I didn't know that Nate knew you, Tom, when I reached out to you. And but when I heard you on that that I, and I forget what club what room we were in the other night, but when I heard you, I thought you know this a number one everybody who's listening, what a great what a great voice for radio. I will say that Tom because and for this this listening app, you have so much energy and animation in your voice. That was the first thing that I thought. Gosh, she'd be a good guest. Second, and even though you didn't get to talk a lot, they weren't interviewing you. There was just somebody else on that show that night. But you, you, when you did speak, and I thought, gosh, she's got, and you had your radio show, and I come out of media. So there was that connection. And then it also struck me about your story, because I went to your website, looked it up, and, and, and everything was not rosy. I, we want to talk about that period in your life where you, you, you told me on the phone in our pre-interview, pre-show interview, that you were, you, you'd get right to that edge of making great financial, well, you did make a lot of, uh, you, you had great wealth, influence, uh, affluence. And then something would happen. You want to talk about that for us? Yeah. Uh, my previous reputation in my life was I was a great place to visit, but you didn't want to live there because you knew it was going to end badly. <laughs> but you wanted to stick around just to see what could possibly go wrong. And my intentions were always great. I mean, I've always just really, really wanted to do the next right thing. But alcohol uh, really got in the way of that. And I spent until I was 37 years old uh, from a very young age until I was 37, just being a drunk. And that's tough stuff. It's hard to be a drunk and a fully functioning drunk. And I was one of those. And when I would start a project, it would really start out well and I'm very charismatic and I got away with it. But when it, come to, it came to implementation, it was inevitable that I would mess it up. And I did not like that about me, but it just the way it was, but because I'd remembered everybody so well, Jude and Nate, I was very difficult to fire. So I, uh, I had great success, a lot of fun, got to meet everybody in the world and realize that we're all just human beings. And that was the only thing that I had to remember was everything about them and it worked out okay. And you know, there's nothing really that people like more than to know that they are remembered. You know, we talk about this a lot in coaching, you know, with organizations, companies, people want to be appreciated, they want to be valued, and what better way than to remember people. And I want to talk about your, your sobriety here, because that, that was in the, the something 30 some years now, so I want to congratulate you on that. What was, the, what was that turning point, that shift, Tom? Because many people struggle with drugs, alcohol, and they're not as fortunate or as blessed to have turned that corner. What was in it 19, for you? In 1988, I got two DUIs, driving under the influence, and two disturbing the peace in one week. Actually, that's not true, in one month. In one month, I got all those tickets. And my income that year was $877,000 as a stockbroker. 
So I could buy my way out of any trouble. And I just called good lawyers and they just did everything they could to straighten me out, but it didn't work very well. And I finally had a friend that was really an alcoholic and I took him to. You're fading out just a bit there. Uh, don't know if you have that red bar or not. I was, At least you are in my end. Yeah, no. Yeah, we're, yeah I'm with you. Go, go ahead. I, they tried to keep me. They tried to keep me in rehab. And as a result of that, I, I got him to keep my friend. But then I committed that I wasn't going to drink during the 30 days he was in rehab. And I realized that that was impossible. I could not do it. And believe it or not, after all that trouble and all that time, I finally realized I was an alcoholic and I couldn't get sober by myself. So he stayed in rehab. He's still one of my dearest friends. He's a huge hedge fund guy, trillionaire up in the, uh, up in Montana and just a wonderful human being. And I'm still sober and he's got six more months than me. And we both managed to put 30 years, 33 years together in a string, 12,000 days of continuous sobriety. And I, Jude, I go to AA every day of my life mm. for two reasons, mm -hmm. for two reasons. One, I want to help that still suffering alcoholic, especially the one stuck on the skid row of success like I was, because you have nobody to talk to because you're so supposedly so elevated. You're not like a homeless street drunk. So people don't think you could possibly be an alcoholic. That was me. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. that's number one. And number two, mm -hmm. I am unbelievably successful again in my life. And I never want to forget that I'm a drunk and I'm one drink away from screwing it all up one more time. And I'm not a half as hip slick and cool as my paycheck's trying to tell me I am. You know, Tom, I'm so, so glad. And it's so rewarding. You don't know right now, just in that sentence that you just said, how many people who are listening that you may have actually just influenced someone tremendously, Tom, because I have, I remember the first director with whom I ever worked, he went to two places every day. He went to AA and he went to church to pray every day. And because I had been, you know, not personally, but I, I know a lot of, a lot about alcoholism. And, and he said, I, I need to go there every day and remind myself that I am an alcoholic. And I love what you said because of the impact that someone on this app listening today may be affected by what you just said more than anything else that we say here today. So first of all, congratulations. And second, I want to say that now you, you're, you're very successful today, but I want to talk about this, this great rememberer. And I know we've got a great app that Tom's going to tell us all about that he and Adrian have. And, and, um, but let's, let's get to the great remember. What was it, even back when you were in the, in the stockbrokering business, what was it about you that just wanted to remember people? I mean, some, some people are just naturally people, people. Uh, we just love people and we love everything about them. We want to be around them. We have great memories for people, but most of us don't always fall into that category. So what was it about you that said, I really just want to remember everything about everybody before you had this contact mapping? Because I have nothing else going for me. So that was the problem. <laughs> so there was, I had, what am I, I'm ugly. I'm not smart. I am completely socially inept. So there was really nothing, but I realized that I was running a restaurant in 1969 
and 75,000 people a month would go through the door. And inside of that, uh, we had 103 employees under the age of 18. And the clientele was like a hundred. Every the mortuary was right next door, so they would literally <laughs> die, and we'd haul, throw them over the fence. And it was not from like your great, food, I hope. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. So, and all the food was like fried chicken and mashed potatoes. Could say they could die, they could digest that. And now I'm seventy, and I'm eating that stuff. So now I understand it. But the point is, these people would come in all week long, and what I learned. I got so lucky because as they came in the door, I had a brother that was unbelievably good looking, athletic, everything. And he got all the compliments and I always felt cruddy because he got all the compliments and I'm sitting there like I'm invisible and they're all telling him how good looking he is and all his muscles and all that jazz. And I just hated him. So as a result of that, I, uh, I remembered that when I was in the restaurant business. So when the party would come in the door, Jude, we would grab the person least likely to get a compliment and authentically look at them and figure out what they love most about themselves, whether it was their purple hair because they just got it fixed in those days or their earrings or their handbag. <laughs> and we would compliment them on that. And then we had a Dewey Decimal System where we would write it down. And that was on note cards and it was way back when in 1969, no computers, no nothing. And then when they'd come in the following week, we'd say, where's grandma? Her hair looked so nice last week and I love those earrings. We meant it, but they bring grandma back. And the next thing oh. you know, we were raging successes. And I realized that what people loved most about me is what I remember about them. And that's you, that's mm. me, that's everything. And you know, nobody likes to hear F you. That is a terrible acronym. And remember is a thousand times better than FU because FU does right. not stand for what you think it does. It stands for follow up. No one mm -hmm. wants to be followed up on. They want to be remembered. And if you can just shift that in your mind, it becomes much easier to remember. It feels better to be remembered and it's all better. Get that word follow up out of there and get remember in there and everything shifts. And that's what I literally am spending my life now teaching you know tom in, in one way and I, two things here one when we have our next offline conversation i was in the restaurant business too and i want to have a conversation with you about that because that was that to me set set my my road uh, in life started it in motion at, at age 12. Uh, so i want to have a conversation with you about that but about this remembering rather than following up in some ways and and, and chime in because if you think opposite I'd, I'd love to hear but in some ways what you what you did was an innate gift but also it's common sense when you think about it. I mean, in terms of just like, you know, we, we encourage people, people say, I never remember anyone's name. Well, if it's important to you, and we have a whole system to help people remember people's names, but no one likes the sound of just in the restaurant business. We knew that if you came in the restaurant and we said, hi, Tom, hi, Adrian, that you knew that we remembered you. But, but if, you know, I was a kid 12. What, what do you know at 12 years old about these things? But in, in some ways it was common sense just because people like to be, and then as I, as I studied and learned that people like to be appreciated and remembered. So in some ways that, that has to be innate in you. You say it's all you had, but I'm looking at you right now and you look to me like a pretty good looking guy. I haven't met you in person <laughs> yet. And, and you've got personality plus. So I don't know your brother with his muscles and his good looks or whatever, but you've got personality plus. So, but that was somehow, would you say innate in you? No, I told you. No, I'm a, I'm had a to closet, learn it. I'm, I'm a closet introvert. 
And I will promise you one thing right now. The way that I hide is asking questions. The way that mm. I hide is putting the focus on you and not having you realize I'm hiding behind my questions. So everybody can do it. And it doesn't hurt. To be, an extrovert is going to be even better at it. But I'm a, I swear to you, it, it shot, you know, I've been in so much trouble. And so when the psychiatrist got hold of me way back when, they would look at the Myers-Briggs test. They would look at my name. They would look at that score. They would look at my name. And I'd have to literally say it's true because they just could not believe their eyes that this guy that was so outgoing and all that stuff was really the, the wiring of Tom Chenault is to hide. And I learned that because it was the only way I was going to be able to survive, which is of great hope for literally everybody out there that goes, I just can't do this. I can't sell. And you don't have to. You just got to love. You fire your brain. You hire your heart. You love like mm. crazy. You then love more. And, stop. you know, I don't even, you know, all my friends are PhDs. And I'm, one of my good friends is the first black road scholar from a historically back college this morning. And I, I was talking to him literally yesterday. I go, I don't even like you for all your education. I love you for who you are. But we don't, you know, people care about how much you care about them. That's the only mm -hmm. thing. That's mm -hmm. the that's it. And if you can learn, Jude, to treat people like human beings instead of prospects, you win, not only in business, but in the world called life. It's amazing. Well, I'm, I'm totally on board on this. And and then so I want to just give I want to turn this over to Nate, too, for, for so that he can chime in here. But a couple of thoughts. And one is that I know you have your radio show. Talk to us about that, could you please? Because that's that's been a lot of personality in that. I've been to your site. So talk to me how the radio show came about and what that, what that all of your businesses today, you've got contact mapping, which we're going to talk about here, and Nate will probably ask you about that, and I will too, because we want to know how it works. And But talk about your radio show, if you would, in all the areas that you're involved with right now. I know you're, you're legendary in the network marketing profession as well. There's a book out there called The Surrender Experiment. And everybody should get it. It's written by Michael Singer, who was the CEO of WebMD, and he also wrote The Untethered Soul. And his entire premise <clears throat> is that God's got it. And there's a little slice of the pie called what we know. There's a little bigger slice of the pie called what we don't know. And then the rest of that universe, the rest of that pie is everything that God's got. And we spend our entire lives manipulating those two pieces of the pie. And I read that book, but I've been living my life like that forever, like not saying no and just showing up to see what's going to happen because I know definitively that God's got it. It's where I met you. It's where I met Nate. It's where I met my wife. I'm, uh, I'm, in, Den I'm in Longmont, Colorado. There's a radio station here. And a guy named Alex Seymour owed me some money and he couldn't pay me. He said, will you take this radio show? I go, Yes. So we take this radio show. I don't even want it. And the next thing, this was many, many years ago. And so I do the radio show and I get this guy named Ralph, who's my co-host. And he's like a great guy in person, but he got on the radio and he turned in like a pedophile saying all this horrible stuff on the air. So I had to get rid of him because I didn't want to get in any trouble. He was just horrible. So the next thing you know, it's just Tom Chenault on the radio. And it's like mm. the most boring. It's the most boring hour you have ever heard in your life. People are falling asleep in their car and hitting embankments. And I said, I have got to do something. So I go to Barnes and Noble. I open up a bunch of, of, of rich dad, poor dad books, things like that. 
and I find this woman named Mona Gambetta, who is the head of Rich Dad Company. She's the president. I call her up. I go, Mona, I've got a problem. I got this great radio show. I cover 89% of the state of Colorado. I don't have any guests. Would you let me interview Robert Kiyosaki? She said, sure, Tom, if you'll interview all my advisors first, including Kim Kiyosaki. I go, wait a minute. Like, I have to interview all those also famous people to get to Robert? She said, yes. I said, you got a deal. So the next thing you know, I'm interviewing Kiyosaki and all these advisors. And all of a sudden here, Mark Victor Hansen hears about it, all these people. And the next thing you know, we've taken this giant pedestal called Tom Chenault and a little tiny statue called Tom Chenault. And we stuck that big statue called Robert Kiyosaki on top of it. So we got Kiyosaki and that little tiny statue called Tom Chenault and then Mark Victor Hansen and then Les Brown and then Donald Trump. And the next thing you know, the statue called Tom Chenault kept growing too. And here I am many years later, and I actually am a muckety-muck in the radio world. It's amazing. What a story. What a story. And you know what, everybody? Doesn't this just show you what can happen? I mean, I love being so open to God's, what God wants for us, being open, following, listening, and acting. You know, you, you know, a lot of opportunities come our way, but we don't act on them. And you sure did, Tom. You just took this thing and ran with it. So that, that's a great story in itself. And, you know, I know you have one book already, um, the, the um, coffee shop interview. But I was thinking when you said fire your heart, I mean, fire, fire. your brain, hire your heart, fire yeah. your brain, hire your heart. I was thinking that could be the title of your next book. That is fabulous. I don't think any of us will ever forget that. Fire your brain, hire your heart. And would, would you repeat the name of the book, too, again, and the author that you mentioned that it was such a shift for you? Oh, so that everybody heard that. Yeah, you've all heard about the the untethered soul. He wrote the his autobiography is called the Surrender Experiment. And if you do anything in your life, get it on Audible and let him read it to you. And I am going to tell you, it is going to change everything, everything, because you're just going to have this reliance on a God, not a religion, and you're going to realize that you are just on. You're just in for the ride and it's beautiful and most of the things that happen to me in the course of a day i don't want to do i don't want to go there and i have to remember my mantra never say no and then i show up and something comes out you you called me an unknown number that could have been the irs that could have been a debt collector <laughs> that could have been anybody and i pick up the phone and it was you I didn't want to pick up that phone. I thought, what's this all about? Unknown number. But I I swear to all of you, the calls I pick up first are the calls with, without, and every, you know, I've got 15,000 phone numbers and names tied to them in my phone. So when somebody calls and I don't have a phone number, I'm so excited. It's like Christmas because I know it's going to be opportunity and somebody to meet. And when you called, it was that. It was just a leap of faith. I didn't want to pick up, but I did, and I did, and look where we are. Yeah, and then this is what you said. I'm going to tell you this, Tom. So I asked Tom a few questions, and it started. Hey, listeners. If you enjoy listening to Breakfast with Champions, we can bet you care about your daily routine. Do you want to know the secret to the perfect routine? It's the perfect morning. Glenn has written a free ebook called The Morning Five, Five Simple Steps to an Extraordinary Morning. If you can transform your morning, you can transform your life. Head on over to themorning5.com to learn more about the five ways you can change the way you start your day. You know, hello, hello, nice to see you where we met, all those little niceties for about 30 seconds. And then I started asking questions. 
And you said, you know, there's no name on there. There's no number, no name. And I said, well, yeah, because I called you on my private cell, not my office cell, office phones. <laughs> and you said, well, I don't pick up the phone. And then you said, and you said, and then you've been interrogating me. That was the word you used. <laughs> I said, you know, Tom, I would prefer to use interviewing you. <laughs> <laughs> pre-interviewing you but it was an instant report and that's why i believe you when you say that you're shy because a lot of people are i mean there's a, this introvert outside of this big personality and many tv personalities and actors are shy when you get to know them and that's why they don't do a lot of interviews and even people who are on tv all the time sometimes just have to really muster it up to do it because they're not that's not their natural uh trait but your personality plus but it was a good report and i would find that this rapport building that is that is a gift, Tom. Now maybe you've worked at it, and because it was you say all you had, I don't I don't totally buy into that, but that's what you say. So I'll say okay. I thought you had a lot of things going on for you, but but you you have such a personality. I would think that it would be hard for anyone not to have rapport with you. Well, yeah, and if they don't, I just ignore them and hate them forever. So that's just that simple. <laughs> no, no. Well, anyway, I'm glad you picked up the phone. I want to let uh, I want to let Nate come in here and tell the author's name of the the surrender. The author's name again, Michael. What? Because Singer. I think everybody yeah. wanna hear that again. Singer. S i n g e r. S i n g e r. Okay. Yeah, a lot of times people mention books on these interviews, and 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 then they don't say what the name of it is again. And I think, wait a minute, after the after someone like yourself, uh, you are a guest, you want to talk about it. I thought I want to have everyone hear that, so uh, so that if they want to pick up a copy of it, you certainly endorse it enthusiastically. So I'm going to order it. That's for sure. And you said the audio, right? You said listen to the audio. Not oh the yeah, it's just yeah, it's melodic, and I I love. I mean, I love this guy, and he's so humble and has changed the world and just by letting God drive the bus and all of you would love that book. I promise you. And mm. I don't get any, and I get no commission. Mm. <laughs> no, no, <laughs> I agree. Okay. I, I, we didn't, we, you spoke so enthusiastically that, that we, we want to get that book. And even if you did, and I know you don't, but even if you did, we want to get it. Um, I want to, I want to get to the, uh, the contact mapping, but I want to have Nate. Um, you, you, he, he's, I know he knows Adrian pretty well too. So Nate, you, I know you got some things that, on your mind for, for Tom. Well, well, this interrogation is going, I mean, this interview is going so well. <laughs> I'm, I'm enjoying this, <laughs> this conversation. Tom, uh, is it important to, uh, have these conversations to, to, uh, have a successful life, to spend it in the bathtub? <laughs> yeah. So that's, that's a remember by Nate. Because accidentally, my claim to fame, because I'm old and I just love to sit in the bathtub and talk to people on the phone and creep them out. Because if I'm talking to them and they really kind of get creeped out by the fact that I'm on the phone, I shoot them a picture of my leg or something horrible. And it's awesome. So I ended up with this trademark of being kind of a bathtub guy. So now these people come into my life and they come into Longmont, Colorado, which is where the poor people from that work in Boulder live. So I live in like a, a feeder city to Boulder, Colorado. And they come down to my house and they hop in the tub with me and we take pictures because it has become such a trademark of me. It's exciting. So all of you are invited to come by, hop in the tub and take a picture with me at any time. So thanks for remembering that, Nate. So you shared big stages with, you know, a lot of the top marketers, network marketers, entrepreneurs in the world, and you shared bathtubs with some of these leaders as well. Absolutely. Uh, <laughs> I got I got to speak in front of 172,000 women uh, virtually with Eric Worre a few months ago. I rode on my wife's coattails to that most powerful women in network marketing event. And uh, 
that was exciting. So I get to, I have been the luckiest train wreck on the planet, Nate. Well, I'm going to ask you a question about Adrian in a minute because they say, you know, the cliche, the apple doesn't fall too far doesn't fall too far from the tree and uh adrian being as sharp as i know he is as energetic as engaging as loving as caring and of course they also say that uh people don't you know care how much you know until they know how much you care and when i think of tom and adrian chanel i do think of uh, two people that care and so i can it's not a surprise to me that you've created a a life of successful events and stories that you shared with us here today but uh, before I uh, ask you a question about Adrian, because, uh, you know, if I, if I were to pay you a compliment, I would say that that, uh, you know, knowing Adrian, uh, you know, just knowing how successful he is and how much of a quality person he is. I, I want to ask you a question about him But before I do that. You know, you, you say that you've learned a lot through Alcoholics Anonymous. You've talked about your stories and uh, it's been said that you know that literally most of your success came from things you learned in alcoholics anonymous how did you become so successful and what did Al alcoholics Anon anonymous teach you and continue to teach you to keep you on these big stages and in these bathtubs <laughs> because you know i finally figured out that my true self was enough the truth is enough i walk in those meetings every day that aa book is 164 pages long I've been reading it for 33 straight years. I know that book inside and out. I don't need that book, but I need those people. And I have finally, finally understood the, what the opposite of addiction is. And this is not my quote. The opposite addiction isn't sobriety. The opposite of addiction is true human connection. We're starving for it, Nate. You're a spiritual, spiritual guy. I know that. You find that 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 in you you know your faith so many people are out there just absolutely so lonely so isolated so scared and my job on this planet is to have those people know that they're okay they're okay being their true self and i'm going to do all they can to make their life better and i swear this is true when i meet somebody my only goal is to have them feel better having met me than when they got there knowing that my agenda was their agenda. No, nothing else. Pure love. How can I serve you? If I make a dollar, so be it. But if I make a friend, all the better. That's my life and it's worked out, Nate. I love that. I love that. So tell us a little bit about, tell us something about you and Adrian. Because, uh, you know, if Adrian was here, I would, you know, ask him to share a, a fun fact about his dad. Um, you guys, if you don't know Adrian Chenault, his son, he's the CEO of Contact Mapping. So as we as we start talking about contact mapping here in a second and how it benefits so many people and how it helps us to remember, because if I were to ask you, Tom, how can we remember people? What are the strategies to remembering people? I think it would lead to a, a, a discussion about contact mapping. But tell us something we don't know about Adrian, because if they were to know Adrian, they would get to know you a little bit better. And that's what we're here to do is to get to know you a little bit better. Tell us something we don't know about Adrian and then tell us something we don't know about you that might, you know, might be fun or entertaining or uh, just a little bit of a into your, into the window of your soul. So I'm an uneducated 70 year old man that was a train wreck. And I was such a terrible example that Adrian, as he grew up said, I'm just not gonna do that. So what was so cool about that was he took all the good of me, but he also didn't take any of that bad with him. 
And so what you have now is Adrian, who summa cum laude graduate from Trinity University, which is an unbelievable uh, college down in San Antonio, Texas, ended up something called a CFA, which is a Chartered Financial Analyst, which is an unbelievable honor. And he was the international CFO of a $7 billion cloud company and realized that he was climbing that ladder only to be every time they took an ounce of his soul. So he came home uh, about five years ago and he was on his way to being really, really high up in that company, like the CFO or the, or the president. And uh, he said, dad, I can't do it. And I said, you can't do what? And he says, they're killing me. I don't want this job anymore. And I said, figure it out. So he went to Y Combinator, which you guys all know about. That's where all those tech kids go to figure stuff out. And it said, have an unbelievable idea, but also have an influencer. And Adrian was racking his brain and he was in God's phone booth, which is the shower, and just taking a shower one morning and kind of praying. And all of a sudden he goes, it's dad. I've got to digitize my dad. And that's how this whole thing was born. And he called me from Zurich, Switzerland in the middle of the night and said, dad, I'm supposed to lay off 150 people in this job. It's getting worse by the minute. I want to tell them that I'm going to free up some payroll and some space. I want to quit my job and build a company with you. You're 65 years old. You're financially set. This is going to be work. Will you do it with me? And I said, hop on the horse, buddy. We're doing it. And that's how this thing came about, Nate. And that's a pretty good story. I think nobody knows. I like that. So he, 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 you guys did this together. You built contact mapping and, uh, you know, he, I like how you say he took the good from you and none of the bad. But when I, th when I think Tom Chenault, I just think, you know, I just see the good. That's all that matters to those, those of us listening here. And uh, so Tom, I want to appreciate you for sharing this story with us, for sharing this journey, sharing the good and also sharing your past, sharing the bad, because there is somebody out there that's going through something that, that needs to hear that, that needs to hear that they have value, that they, that they're worthy. And it can start with just, with just putting others that are in their circle, um, putting others in their heart, putting others, you know, at the forefront, asking questions, getting to know people, remembering people and all those things. And so I appreciate this conversation. And so you and Adrian are working together with this company, Contact Mapping, to help people document the things that we should remember about other people's lives. Tell us about this company. And then I know that uh, this com company, Contact Mapping, what it means to you and what it can mean to the people listening today. And then I'll let Jude talk about it as well. So the name of the game is Remember Everybody. And it is the most important thing. And no one does it well. And I, didn't know where, I did not know where this conversation was going to go. But I will tell you, on February 27th of 2021, I met Nate Forrest on Clubhouse. And he said he loved Jesus. He's a runner. He's an actor. He's tied to Las Vegas. All those things happened that day. Nate didn't remember me. He couldn't tell you the day we met if his life depended on it. And literally once a month, since then, I've sent Nate a note just telling him I love him, that I'm thinking about him. I used his name and I used something about him to tell him what an extraordinary human being he was. Because I know one of these days, Nate and I are going to do some business. 
And I don't want Nate to say, who's Tom Chenault? And then I call you on the phone and I go, hey, Nate, I met you a long time ago. I met you on February 27th, 2021. And you're going to say, so what? But you have to admit, Nate, I've engaged with you a whole lot over that amount of time because I know it's the most important part because the day is going to come when you need something or I need something. And I'm going to call you on the phone and you're going to remember me and the ball is going to roll instead of going with the phony how's the weather conversation everybody else is going with. And that's what I do really, really well. That's the essence. The app means nothing. There's apps everywhere. You go to the app store and there's 10 billion of them. Who cares about that? It's the application that matters. We teach people to be better human beings, to stop looking at people for what you're going to get. Start looking at people for what you're going to give. And it all works out. That makes sense? That makes a lot of sense. I like how you say that. There's so many apps we can use, but it's the application that matters. It's the application of the app, of the knowledge, of the story that people tell us because people will always lean on sharing what's on their heart, what's on their mind. So it's the application of that knowledge that matters. I'm going to remember that. I just wrote that down. And uh, so, so Jude, do you have any questions about contact mapping? I'm loving this. Yeah, well, first of all, I'm, I'm so on board on the relationship aspect and remembering people. And, and I wondered where you were going with the bathtub, Nate. So I'm glad you cleared that up, Tom. <laughs> um, so, but, 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 but it is those little things, Tom. I mean, and, and as I said, for me, it was innate. Just I think it was the restaurant. My mother always said, she said, I made, it was a lot of responsibility because I took over managing that restaurant at 16. She said that was an awful lot of responsibility to give a little girl. And she said it was a big mistake. And I said, mother, you made other mistakes. That wasn't one of them because I did learn about people, Tom, so easily. And just little things like if you came in, I'd say, hey, mom, Tom really likes cherry pie. Can I give him a piece to take home tonight? And it was those little things, you know, just but to me, you know, Tom, as I hear you talk. What I keep hearing and maybe this is because this has been my theme for this this last year or two of my life. And, and especially this year, it's in my prayer, it's in my, it's in my, my whole part of what I want to accomplish this year, is that's return to basics. That keeps coming back to me. Return to basics, return to basics, meaning that when we are children, we are just so open to people. We are open, as you said, people aren't looking to say, what can you do for me? What kind of car do you drive? Uh, who do you know? Uh, but, but returning to that basics of, of, of humanity, if you will. And so when I hear you talk about this, I, I hear that so, so predominantly in everything that you say. And I do want to ask you, though, because I know there's a, a, a technical part of the, of the contact mapping that you were explaining to me on the phone, which, by the way, everybody, I did not get because I can't even spell technology. But Tom explained it to me by the phone and on the phone. He said, well, you push this button and you do that, you do that. But how do you get, I mean, when you meet someone, you don't, we don't do business cards rarely. And, and Clubhouse, we, there's a way to, to, to stay in touch with people by getting the information. But how did you, I mean, you've got to have some kind of contact information. Like you and I have each other's phone numbers now. You know, I'm, we, we email each other. How, how does that come about, the technical aspect of, of uh, contact mapping? Okay, so I'm going to walk you guys through this really quickly, and it's cool. So when I meet you on the phone, we shake hands. You give me your business card that goes in my pocket, and then I've got 9,000 business cards at home. Uh, but if we really like each other, I take your phone number, you take mine. I have your name, you've got mine. But then on the contact mapping app, yes, hit save, and it says, do you have a picture of Jude? So I snap a picture of Jude. 
So then I hit save and it says, what do you know about Jude? And immediately the microphone pops up and I've got to speak in everything I just learned free form about Jude, right? And then I hit save thinking I'm done. And it says, when am I going to follow Jude up? When am I going to remember Jude? And the reason that's important is because 90% of these people go into your phone. You're going to try to remember to remember them tomorrow, but there's no reminder to do that. So you're dead. So those four components are the backbone of the whole deal. They're everything that you're supposed to do with human beings that you meet. If they're in your phone, they're in there for a reason. The great Richard Brooke, a uh, famous guy who's made lots and lots of money, says that he'll be a thousand times richer if he would have just had contact mapping all his life. And we were talking one day and he was talking about his phone and he's scrolling through it. He says, I don't even know who this lady named June Jones is. And I started laughing. I said, we need to call her. And he said, why? I said, because it would be hysterical. He said, why is that? I said, because June Jones isn't a woman. June Jones is the head coach of the University of Hawaii. You live in Hawaii and you must have played golf with a guy. And he said, oh my gosh, that's true. I did. I can't believe that. I promised him I was going to call someday and I've never done it. But that's all of us. So that's component number one. But every one of you people on content, on Clubhouse right now, listen really, really hard. What you've been doing, probably with me, because I said I was ugly, so you probably hit my picture to see how ugly I was, and you add that up there, and you said, this guy's really handsome, let's screenshot him. So you screenshot me to remember me, and then you looked at my profile, <clears throat> and you said, the great rememberer, that's not even a word, and then you looked down a little bit, and you said, this guy's got an interesting past. I know a couple of people that are alcoholics. I think I'm going to figure out a way to have this guy in my book. So that way, if I ever do know somebody with a drinking problem, I can call Tom Chenault because his phone number is right there. So then you take a screenshot of that. And then a week later, you look in all your photos and you've got 19,000 screenshots and you don't know who anybody is and you want to jump out the window. In contact mapping, we can do something to Clubhouse that Clubhouse can't do to Clubhouse. And that is move that Clubhouse profile, which is static, into your contacts so they go in exactly as it looks on Clubhouse into the palm of your hand, and it's searchable. So instead of it being something you've got to transpose over, that entire pro profile is in your pocket, and you're going down the road with 100% of everything that you want to know about Jude or Nate or Tom Chenault with you the instant you hit the button. That's what I was telling you. It's a magic trick of epic proportion that I don't know anybody else has. And it all goes inside of that contact mapping, a dollar a day package. You can't beat the deal. So I hope I explained that. Yeah, that's really cool. That's cool. And I, I do want to ask you something more about it, but I want to tell you that there's someone who uh, popped in the room very close to you. I, I, Adrian joined us and I invited him to come up and he accepted. So everybody, uh, Tom, we're going to get back to contact mapping just a moment, but let's say hello to Adrian. Adrian, thanks for coming <laughs> <Adrian>! by. <laughs> hey, what do you what do you and your pop want to say to each other right this minute? Oh my gosh. Well, he, if ever he wondered about my obedience as a son, Longmont, Colorado is literally a gigantic skating rink. I'm driving, and he said, get on Clubhouse, and I did it anyway. So that's how much I love you, Dad, and that's how much I love you, Jude and Nate. 
And all I'm going to tell you, I wanted you on here because you're going to have a lot of apology letters to write <laughs> for things that I've said this morning. But you'll, you're used to that. So, yeah, it's going to be fun. Yeah, well, we've been having a great conversation here with your dad or interrogation. You know, that's his word, not mine, Adrian. But he's been talking glowingly about you. And let's just talk a minute about this. He said that this contact mapping, you know, was your idea. You wanted to get together with your dad to do something together. So, so, and I, and I love what you said, this, where you were before. It was kind of taking away your soul. And, but, but how did you come up with this concept? And what's it like to work with your dad? <laughs> about like you'd expect <laughs> to answer the first part uh you know we have so much fun and he is uh you, he's a hot mess and you just have to learn to to be happy to be along for the ride and to figure out a way to do your best to keep the promises that he makes with no understanding of how difficult it is to fulfill said promises but uh that's what makes he and I a good team and so yeah, it's, you know, it, it's crazy. It was actually, it just hit five years ago that the the moment of contact mapping sort of being born as an idea came. It was on Christmas Eve, 2016. Uh, it sounds like my dad shared a little bit of my story, but I was, you know, I was just grounded to a pulp in a corporate job that I was working a million hours. It was a great company, but we were just, we were going through the ringer. I was going through the ringer personally in, in sort of the politics of this company. And uh, I kind of knew I needed to do something, but my wife really knew I needed to do something different and, uh, and told me in no uncertain terms. And so we came back from Switzerland that Christmas. I was you know, thinking I, I'd always wanted to do a startup. I thought maybe I'll go be a CFO at a, a startup and kind of get my feet in that water because I have a finance background. And uh, on Christmas Eve, 2016, I'm in the shower at my mom's house because my folks are divorced. Uh, and this idea to take my dad's philosophy called contact mapping and turn that into a business truly hit me like a, a bolt of lightning. And I just, it was like a download from God. I, I jumped out of the shower. I ran, uh, I, you know, toweled off, ran to my laptop and, and sent him this email subject line. What if contact mapping is the business? And it's pretty amazing. I have the, I have it hung up in my office because you know, the back of a napkin, so to speak on that day, five years ago, has pretty much come true and it's just been incredible to to get to do that with my dad and i'm really honored that at 65 and now 70 that uh despite the fact that he had every reason not to take something on this big that he was willing to do it with me and we've had an amazing journey well you know it sounds like both you and your dad you listen you listen to god you listen to what comes to you and then you act on it so I want to mention that I love the enthusiasm. I hear that in your voice, just like your father's. So in this contact mapping, because when, when Tom started talking, when we started talking about this on the phone the other day, we were setting up this interview, Adrian, you know, he talked about it. I mean, it just, it made it sound so logical and simple to do. How do we, how do we get this? Because I think, especially, and this is what Tom, we were talking about that I said with Clubhouse, there's so many people that you hear that are interesting and you'd like to get to know more. They said something, but you can't walk around with a, a pen and paper in your hand all day because most of us are, you know, it's an audio. So we are doing other things a lot, oftentimes. And, and so how do we, how do we get this app or what do we do with it? And, and I'm not an affiliate either, by the way, PS, I just heard about it the other day, but it sounds so exciting to me because no matter how good your memory is, 
it, you know, especially you go to a conference or in a clubhouse, as I said, you pop from room to room, it's really hard to retain it all. So how do we, how do we, how would we get this? Yeah, absolutely. So it, it's really simple. And I, I think that's, that, that is really the thing I'm the most proud of because simple is really difficult as, as you all know, as, as successful business people that you are. And what we have managed to do is make this connection engine really simple. And so the way I think about it, Jude, is you're right. We're usually on the move. You're meeting interesting people. And after a while, you know, I used to map literally everybody that I came in contact with on Clubhouse. And, and after a while, I think you learn, you, you know, you've got to kind of filter yourself down to the people that you really find interesting so that you can really give them some energy and, and you can really give them some time. But it's as simple as literally a couple of buttons to pop up a contact in this app. And then, you know, I, I go into the button and I just type in, you know, June Jernud and I type that in there. I've now got you linked to your clubhouse profile. I can instantly get over there. And then as soon as I'm back at my computer, like my dad talked about a minute ago, then it's literally as simple as the click of a button and I can download your entire, uh, your entire profile description into your notes and contacting mapping to make that searchable for myself. So that's kind of my flow. If I'm on the move, all I need to capture is a handle and then I can go back. And when I'm back at my computer with a click of a button in a Chrome extension, I'm instantly able to capture that profile description to make a couple of notes about something interesting that they shared that would be a point of connection with them to reach out after the call. And I, I really take pains to try to say something beyond just, hey, I loved hearing you on Clubhouse, which everyone's used to hearing, and really to try to say something that has some meaning to them, because if it's meaningful to them, then we're on our way to building a real connection. So hope that helps. Wow, fantastic, Adrian. Thank you so much. Uh, yes, and Nate, you want to chime in anymore? Because I want to get back to Tom a minute, because uh, I got a couple more things I want to run past. And uh, Well, you know, we've got three minutes. To... We've got oh, three, three minutes. minutes. We okay. have to shut the room down in three minutes. So we got a hard, hard stop in three minutes. But I want to say that you know, I just appreciate you guys being here, Tom and Adrian. Let's, uh, man, let's uh, keep this conversation going in another room soon. But so, Jude, since you have a couple of thoughts on, I'll let you finish up with that. But, I, you know, I like to call these things all-in moments. We have different chances in our day to create all-in moments, whether it's making the decision to go on a run, making the decision to pick up a phone call, making the decision to, uh, to do more than we did yesterday. And this contact mapping idea that you guys have turned into a business is an all-in moment where we have a, a chance multiple times in the day to remember something about somebody else and you guys are just making that easier so i appreciate that and i appreciate you guys you guys are an all-in moment and uh, i'm all in on this conversation and i'm all in on adrian and tom chanot i appreciate you guys but uh, i'll let you wrap it up Jude. and nate i'm all in and what we're doing here together and of course with breakfast with champions and i love live with jude and nate we're having a great time here and tom you know just as you felt you know what you picked up the phone the other day and you said you don't do that and, and it's true, there are a lot of people I meet on Clubhouse and think, oh, I'd like to talk to them, like to get to know them better. But the minute that I had that thought, there was no hesitation. I just picked up the phone, called you, and you answered. And now look where we are. And now I will remember you, and I will, I will get into contact mapping. I love this, and, and you will be forever known as the great rememberer. Any closing thoughts? We've only got about a minute here, and then we're gonna let you go. Yeah, trust God again. And there's no, you know, Adrian will tell you <clears throat> that there is no distance between thought and send with me. If I think about you, I hit send. And I think that has been my secret weapon in my life is I'm not afraid to hit send. I am begging all of you, reach out, reach out with no agenda 
to the 10 people in your phone you love the most and ask them how they're doing without selling something and watch the miracle start to happen. I love you, Jude. I love you, Nate. Thank you both so much. I can't thank you enough. We love your time with you, Tom, and every your, your beautiful messages. Adrian, thanks for popping by. Nate, let you take it home. Thank you, Jude. What an, another powerful interview. Thank you for setting this up. And, uh, you know, what a good You're conversation so with Tom love and Adrian. Chenault. So we will shut this room down, guys. Thank you for being here in the Breakfast with Champions room. Uh, I'm going to go over to the social media show in about three minutes where we're going to talk about why you should use social audio. Why should why did Breakfast with Champions start using social audio a year ago in January 2021 and why you should consider you know, using social audio not only as a listener, uh, as an audience attendee, but maybe consider starting your own show, having your own conversations. So that's what we're going to talk about in the social media show today. But as always, guys, find out everything that's going on with Breakfast with Champions over at breakfastwithchampions.live. Find our podcast. Go listen to your favorite episodes. Download them. Share them. And as always, I'm blessed. I'm all in. Are you? We'll see you in the social media show, guys. Come find us on breakfastwithchampions.live. Be blessed. Thank you for joining us on Breakfast with Champions. If you want to catch the live version, you can follow us on Clubhouse and listen from 5 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Time, Monday through Friday, Saturday 6 to noon, and Sundays with our 111 Sunday service. Make sure you're keeping up with Breakfast with Champions and getting yourself a seat at the table.